I said, well, hell, I got it going on then. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Reload Podcast. My name is Kyle Boone with Pistols Firing, and today we've got a special guest, Corey Evans, a national basketball analyst with Rivals, uh, is joining us on the podcast today. He's going to break down some Oklahoma State recruiting news, specifically as it relates to basketball, uh, where OSU stands with its top targets for 2018, specifically uh, Courtney Ramey, a 2018 four-star point guard from St. Louis. Uh, he also breaks down some of the new offers that OSU staff is targeting and uh, just recruiting in general with Mike Boynton and how things are going, how the coaching staff is being received in, in living rooms. Uh, so really excited about that. Uh, can't wait to get to that. But first, a quick ad from our sponsor. You may have heard the news that there is a new tax bill, but do you know how it will affect you? Angel, Johnston, and Blassingame does. Their firm of 10 CPAs and 22 total employees is one of the largest in central Oklahoma, and they have been hard at work calculating how these changes will affect hardworking cowboys just like yourself. Feel free to give Cameron or Evan a call at 405-224-6363 or visit their website at ajb-cpas.com. Again, that's 405-224-6363. Go Pokes. All right, let's get to the interview with uh, Corey Evans. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Reload Podcast. My name is Kyle Boone, and with me today is Corey Evans, a national basketball analyst with Rivals. Uh, Corey is en route. He is traveling today. He is actually in uh, Ames, Iowa, the middle of nowhere, uh, he is watching the Cyclones play Kansas tonight uh, at Hilton Coliseum. Corey, what's going on, man? Not a whole lot, man. Just uh, trying to stay warm out here in Ames, Iowa. But uh, outside of that, can't complain. Yeah, yeah. So you, uh, so where are you actually from? Where are you originally from? And what's kind of your story? How, how did you get into to where you're at now? Yeah, it's actually a fun story. Not a fun story. A fun story for myself, but... <laughs> From Pittsburgh, PA, and you know, went to went to college, went to Old Dominion, graduated from Old Dominion, spent a year on staff at Duquesne uh, under Ron Everhart, and uh, it's a good time to throw my guy DJ McConnell out there after yeah. uh, the triple double last night. But uh, was there with TJ for a year or so, and then we all got kind of uh, relinquished of our duties at Duquesne, um, a nice way of putting it, and. You know, seven, eight years later, started up a scouting service and then picked up at Rivals about a year and a half ago. And, you know, one thing led to the next, but enjoying the road. Yeah, man, that's awesome. That's awesome. You've actually got a pretty big Twitter following now. Uh, I'm sure a lot of Oklahoma State fans in particular uh, follow along just because you've always got some pretty interesting recruiting nuggets uh, and that's that's why we've actually brought you on today. We're uh, going to talk a little about Oklahoma State recruiting. Um, you know, Oklahoma State's had a little bit up and down season thus far, kind of on you know just as far as basketball goes. They're fifteen and ten, um, but they're kind of just this weird enigmatic team 
they've got wins over Kansas and West Virginia. From your perspective, you know, just as a recruiting analyst perspective, how do you perceive this new coaching staff at Oklahoma State um, as being received in recruits? Like, you know, just if an OSU coaching staff walks into a recruit's locker room or into their living room right now, how do you think they're being received, like Mike Boynton and his staff? Yeah, I mean, you definitely have um, – it's definitely a springboard, I think, into what can be, right, like with what they can sell. Um, you know, Mike wasn't the head coach during Jawan Evans's um, kind of one-year wonder at yeah. Oklahoma State, but what he's been able to do with the point guard spot and Kendall Smith this year – um, from was it Northridge he transferred from? Yeah, um, Cal- CSUN. Yeah, so so you know you get a guy like that to come into Oklahoma State, and he's been phenomenal down the stretch here, um, and been one of the primary reasons why Oklahoma State is in a bubble team, and you have a, a variety of talent coming back next year. I think Mike and those guys are doing a fine job of kind of selling what they've done um, on the floor at certain spots on the floor. Um, and, and Coach Boynton is a—he's a, a very just knowing him personally. He's one of the more hospitable, down-to-earth people out there. Um, he still has that assistant coaching mentality, grinder mentality of getting on the road, working my tail off, you know, getting out to games after I coach a game. And I think a lot of guys really appreciate that. A lot of the, uh, a lot of the prospects, that's why I think um, Coach Boynton and Oklahoma State will do well in the future years. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. You can tell, I mean, you just, just in this past month alone, you know, they, they won at Kansas – um, and then from there, Boynton made a trip out to Virginia to see Isaiah Todd, among other recruits. Yeah. Um, and Scott Sutton was also on the road, too. So you can tell they're definitely hungry. They're trying to get established on the recruiting trail. And, you know, as you know, that takes a long time to establish relationships and build that type of, um, you know, that's what you need to do to build a strong recruiting base. But it takes a while. And, uh so it's really interesting to just kind of follow just as an OSU fan or if, if you're following Oklahoma State recruiting, I think that's something really interesting. All right, let's take a quick moment to hear an ad from our sponsor. Hey, Cowboy Nation, Evan Epstein here. Wanted to take a moment and tell you about my experience with the other Evan over at Angel Johnston and Blasting Game. I've personally worked with Evan over the last couple of years and he's made filing my taxes a breeze. He's easy to work with, provides you with an extremely professional service, and most importantly, he bleeds orange. I highly recommend contacting his office and, and just seeing what they can do for you. And as always, go Pokes. Uh, speaking of OSU prospects that, uh, that the coaching staff has been in contact with, uh, Oklahoma State needs a point guard. I think that's kind of like the worst kept secret uh, right now. <laughs> OSU needs a, a point guard for 2018 to fill its class. They seem to have taken a really unique and special interest in uh, Courtney Ramey, a four-star point guard from St. Louis. Um, which schools is OSU battling in this in this recruiting war? Ramey was previously committed to Louisville before Rick Pitino was ousted, and now he's a really hot uh, commodity, obviously, who's uncommitted at this point. Yeah, you know, before 
if you would ask me that question about a week ago or two weeks ago, I would have said, man, it's going to be really hard to beat Villanova and um, where he was supposed to visit February 10th. And it might be difficult to beat UCLA, which is where he was supposed to visit visit on February 16th. It's coming a weekend, but with both, um, both programs out of the mix, UCLA took a point guard in um, Tiger Campbell. Villanova is expected to land the commitment tomorrow of Javon Cornerly, which kind of, they kind of laid back and, you know, went separate ways mutually, um, the Ramey household and uh, Villanova. So at the point in time, he's taken two visits so far. That was to Oklahoma State in December and also Texas. So those are the two front runners right now. Um, and I think Oklahoma State has an edge over Texas. But a lot of schools are trying to get in the mix. Yeah. Um, you know, many yeah. many believe Missouri would get in there, but they took a point guard in Xavier Pinson a week ago. Um, South Carolina was in to see him um, on Sunday. SMU was in to see him last week. And um, Illinois is the one program that's starting to show a lot of attention to Courtney. Um, so I think they're definitely the dark horse right now. Um, you know, Illinois has a plethora of guards, um, so it makes some people question why they would need someone like Courtney, especially with having a five-star guard commitment from um, Io Desunmu. But I think Illinois is, is a program, you know, they're, they're starting to gain some traction. Um, and Ohio State remains in the mix, and so does Clemson. Um, but I do believe that Oklahoma State is in a good spot here. It's really, really interesting. Now, yeah, it, it's a lot. There's a lot going into this one. Yeah, that's for sure. And they, they do not seem like they want to rush this again. Like you said, Courtney was committed to Louisville. He's been committed to Louisville for a year or so before he decommitted in September following the, uh, the ouster of, you know, Rick Pitino as the head coach. Um, so I think they're, they they want to be patient this time around and just have everything on the table before they decide. Yeah, yeah. So what what type of recruiting timeline is is maybe Ramey considering now? And you know he he was committed for a really long time, but um, it sounds like he's he's wanting to play it slow. Is this like a postseason commitment, or is he looking towards like late summer, or what's what's his decision timeline? Do you think? Yeah, I definitely think he's going to sign. So the signing period is April 15th, I believe it starts, yeah. the late signing period. Um, you know, they've been pretty adamant about kind of focusing on the recruiting side once the season finishes up for them, the high school season finishes up. So that's the next two, three weeks for those guys. Um, and then I think he kind of immerses himself in which schools are kind of showing him the most interest, take a couple more visits, and then decide. So, you know, I'm thinking sometime in March, early April, honestly. Um, I know it's not what Oklahoma State fans want because if a decision comes today, it's probably Oklahoma State. Um, if not, you know, Coach Point and those guys need to keep working um, and doing what they're doing for the next four, five, six weeks. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like, sounds like Oklahoma State's in a good spot. They put themselves in a good position. Uh, that's that's one definitely to follow over the next few months. That'll be really interesting. 
so on Sunday, you reported that Oklahoma State had offered a combo guard, uh, Amir Harris. Did I say his name right? Amir? Yep. Is Amir? Yes, you did. Uh, yep. Out of Maryland. He's a former Rhode Island commit. Um, yep. Tell me a little bit about Harris. Is he is he maybe like a backup plan for Ramey at point guard? Is he more like a off-the-ball wing type of player? He's a point guard. He's a point guard. Um, he definitely is. Definitely is best used on the ball. Um, his major deficiency is shooting the basketball, which makes it even more vital that he's on the basketball. Um, you know, people are asking, uh, with that commit or with that offer, does that mean we're out on Courtney? No, it's not that at all. It actually, you know, it's kind of, it might be Coach Boyne in Oklahoma State's way of saying to Courtney, hey, there's something else in the picture. Do you want us or not? Um, you know, Mayor is a very, very talented prospect that probably is one of the better guards available this winter. Um, was committed to Rhode Island, backed off the Rhode Island pledge once they received another commitment from Brennan Adams, um, a top 150 prospect. So he kind of wanted to slow it out and slow play it out this winter. And Amir is a very, like I said, very talented, six foot five, good athlete, high motor guard, makes all the right plays. Um, and, and like he talked about, Oklahoma State needs a point guard next year. And it's, it's a great role to have because you have a lot of capable shot makers and athletes returning next year um, with a guy like Wendy Waters and Thomas Diagua. Um, selling that role as a playmaker to anyone that's available right now is, is pretty easy. And I think it's a tool that, you know, Coach Boynton and those guys are using um, a good amount. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really interesting. And do you think there's any chance that uh, they maybe take two point guards in this class, like Ramey and Harris, if they can get them, or is it more like a one or the other type situation? Yeah, I think it's one or the other. Yeah, I think the front court remains a pretty important task for those guys, whether yep. it's the high school level, which it probably isn't, but more so the graduate level, the, the graduate transfer level, or transfer in general. Yep, yep, that's what it sounds like. Um, so I won't keep you long here. I want to get your quick thoughts on Oklahoma State's kids who have already signed. Uh, they've signed two, both front core players. One is your Annie I, um, a six foot nine power forward from Overland Park. Uh, have you have you seen any tape on Annie I? He's really pretty long, pretty athletic kid. Um, made a visit to OSU, pretty under the radar, and committed. What are, What are your thoughts on him? Yeah, you know he was a guy that really had Missouri Valley offers and um, a couple of big 12 SEC schools showing interest. So he's not that guy that is going to win the press conference, but I think his ta- the talent is definitely there. Um, I don't want to call him a boomer bust guy, um, but his, his floor is kind of low, but his ceiling is very, very high. I mean, he's six foot eight, six foot nine, long body, you know, has a, the frames that get really, really strong and play in a variety of lineups. Um, you know, he's a good shot blocker, good rebounder, um, good athlete at the basket. I just think that he could be a guy that, you know, those guys really develop, um, you know, in, in the weight room and off-season workouts, um, the talent's there. It's, uh, it's all about getting consistency out of him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he'll be a freshman next year, so that's it could be a developmental piece as they bring along young Kubasima and and uh, Lucas Kassan and some of those other guys in the program. 
another guy coming in who's already signed. Another power forward, kind of a stretch big, Duncan DeMuth uh, from Seminole, Florida. Had a couple of other high major offers and picked Oklahoma State. Kind of a random, kind of a random recruitment process just from the outside looking in. What do you what do you know about DeMuth? Yeah, you know, he's, like you say, he's from Seminole, Florida, and um, you know, Coach Boynton and those guys really have made they've made sure to remain heavily invested in Florida, the state of Florida, and you know, Carolina and Virginia a little bit. So they've kind of pinpointed certain areas or certain locales, and Florida's one of them. And Duncan the Muth is someone that didn't play on one of the main shoe circuits, Nike, Adidas, or Under Armour. But if he did, he might have been much more highly thought of and much more highly recruited. Um, had Ivy Leagues on him hard. Um, Iowa State was on him pretty hard. Um, but he's six foot eight, very, very skilled, multi-dimensional kid. Um, you know, doesn't shoot it great consistently, but it's good enough. He's just an okay athlete, but his skill set and just his offensive maturity is is great. I think Duncan could be one of the more underrated guys coming into the Big 12 in the 2018 class that he might not be a Hellraiser year one, but he could be someone that if he gets stronger, gets a little more athletic, he could be a very, very good three-year, three or four-year piece in Stillwater. No, is he, is he a type of player who could maybe like stretch the floor and and eventually you know get get a good shot from outside and you know be a three point shooter? Is he a guy that you kind of stash down side, down down low in the paint and you know hope that he can get some strength and body guys up down low in the paint? He's definitely most comfortable out top on the perimeter. Um, so in today's game, he's a good small ball four man that can pass, shoot, dribble, and attack. He can make others better a little bit, has a real good feel for the game. Um, so it's all about really just physical development for him. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like. So two two pretty interesting uh, prospects, I would say. I wouldn't say they're totally polished prospects just yet, um, but really interesting. Um, I'm, I'm really interested especially to see how some of these other chips fall, with whether it's uh, Courtney Ramey or Amir Harris, some of these other guys who have yet to decide yet. Uh, will be really interesting to follow. Uh, I will get you out of here on this and uh, let you get back to uh, to life in Ames. Uh, so you've traveled uh, yesterday. You actually traveled from Pitt to uh, to Ames. What are your top three food places that you've experienced just traveling on the road? I know you today you're in Ames. Yesterday you're in Pittsburgh. I know you're all over the road traveling for work. Uh, top three food recommendations for us foodies on on the on the podcast. Yeah, I'll tell you what, last night might have been one of the better ones I've had. I went to a place called Jethro's. It's a barbecue place here in Ames. And uh, being in Northeastern, I don't really get much uh, good barbecue. But uh, last night was pretty good. So Jethro's in Ames. Um, in Charlottesville, Virginia, is a place called Meza. Um, I'm a big greek theme you know uh i love it's like a chipotle but for mediterranean greek food um so that's 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 that sounds good. good yeah it's very very some one place is a uh, a place in blacksburg called the cellar um it's a bar and grill their own they, they make their own 
uh, beer there, uh, even some wine there. Um, but it's a restaurant up top. It's a bar down low, which they call the cellar in the basement. Um, and it's the, the, the food is phenomenal. It's, it's kind of a Mediterranean as well. Um, you have to go to Blacksburg, Virginia for it. So it's, 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 it's a little bit of a haul. But uh, if you're ever in Virginia Tech for basketball or football or whatever it is, yeah, the cellar is the place to be. I'm telling you, that's the place right there. I've got my notepad out, man. I'm writing these. I'm writing these down. Yeah. Jethro's Mesa, the cellar. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. This sounds good. And, and you know what? I'm a, I'm a kind of an organic guy. So if not, just find a Whole Foods and, and we're good to go. <laughs> There's always a Whole Foods. You can always find a Whole Foods. Hey, Except in Ames, Iowa. Except in Ames, <laughs> Iowa. Actually, that doesn't surprise me too much. Corey, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Uh, have fun at the Kansas game tonight, and uh, should be should be a good experience. Where can where can the listeners follow you on Twitter? Yeah, Corey Evans, C O R E Y Evans underscore one zero. Okay, all right. Go give him a follow, Corey. Thanks so much for coming on, man. I appreciate it. No, thanks for the invite. I appreciate it. Okay, catch you later.